Blog Talk Radio. Mark Miller Motivation. Go get it. Hello, 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 and welcome to Championship Living with Miles W. Miller. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, today is a wonderful day. It's the first weekend in August of 2013. It is August 3rd, and people, I'm so excited to be here with you. You could be anywhere else right now, but you chose to come here and listen to this show, and I'm so thankful for you. And I don't take you for granted. I appreciate each and every one of you. And before we go any further... I submit this show and this entire experience to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that's a move of his spirit. People, today we're going to talk about lessons in love. And I've got ten things I want to give you tonight about love and how to express love uh, in, in a really dynamic way, in new and improved ways, ways that will revolutionize your friendships and, and create long-lasting bonds that will support you all the rest of the days of your life. But before we go any further into that portion of the show, I want I want to read to you a divine intervention. You know, each week I give you a divine intervention or a scripture from the Bible. This week's divine intervention comes from First Chronicles excuse me, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. And this is a really familiar passage. And I'm going to read it to you now. And now abideth Faith, hope, love. These three, and the greatest of these is love. Now, I want to set the tone with that. Love is, is the most powerful force in the universe. It's the most powerful energy field in the universe. God is love, as we've been taught. And love is the most high energy field in the universe. Love can heal. Love can make things whole. Love love is forgiving. Love covers. Love covers. Love helps. And through all that, those things that love is, many people and many of us have, have not really been taught what love truly is. We've been taught that love is uh, how much you can do for another person or how much you can spend on a person or things that are material. But here's the thing. All things that are material start spiritually. So spiritually, love is this energy field that empowers and ignites and animates all the wonderful things in life that you truly want. You know, we say like this, the life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it. Well, love is the the thing that animates your dreams. It gives power to your dreams. It gives power to your, your life. It gives power to your relationships. Love, true love, that is. And I want to give you ten things tonight, in a, a real brief time tonight, I want to give you ten things that will cause you to experience love in a greater way. Now, the very first thing I want to talk about is a very familiar topic. You hear me talk about this a lot. And there's a reason why I talk about this a lot, because it's really important. The very first thing that we're going to discuss is forgiveness. Forgiveness is vital people in moving forward in your life and allowing love to flourish in your life because a lot of times what you're going to understand is that 
as we live and as we move forward in life. We're going to make mistakes. None of us are perfect. None of us are, are without flaws. Therefore, we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to do, some things are going to happen right now that are going to, going to be absolutely stupid. I'm telling you right now, let's, let's put it all on the table. You, we're all going to make mistakes that are absolutely stupid in some form of our lives, in some time of our life. But thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for people, you know, maybe not understanding what you went through, but at least loving you enough to forgive you. And forgiveness is a, is a process that cleanses and renews. It doesn't excuse the mistake, but it, under, it it's willing to say, you know what, I love you enough to say, let's, let's move forward. Let's, not make, let's make sure this doesn't become a habit and let's move forward from that place. So forgiveness sets the tone for all the other wonderful things that love has to offer because if you have a forgiving heart, you have a heart to be able to see the beauty and the abundance that love really is. So from forgiveness, we go to letting go. Now, letting go is much easier said than done. I totally understand. I know this better than you can ever imagine. I have had some things happen to me where people have really hurt my feelings down to the core. And it seemed like it took forever to let go of it. It seemed like it took forever to get rid of it. It seemed like it took forever to just move on with my life instead of, you know, just pondering over the things that, that had happened. I had something that happened recently within the last week that had really been getting me. It, it had been getting to me like, wow, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't believe that I was still dealing with something that had happened you know, over a week ago. But what it let me know is this, is that when you love and you give love and you're willing to be forgiving, it's really hard when you feel like somebody has hurt you and it seems like they're getting away with it. That's the one thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not letting people get away with anything. Forgiveness is saying, let's move forward. Let's let go of anything that will cause us to not experience the beauty and the abundance of love. That's what forgiveness is. Letting go is putting your mind back into the position to be in the flow of love. Because if you don't let go, what ends up happening is you begin to hold a grudge. And it, uh, a grudge can fester into something that you just don't want to deal with. So in letting go, you allow love to flow. You allow love to flow into a relationship. You allow love to flow into your organization, wherever the case may be, wherever you need to see love. One thing I will tell you is this, wherever you see lack, Love has not been it's not being allowed to flow, and that means that something has that you have to let go of something, let go of the grief, let go of the pain, let go of the mistake, let go of the transgression, let go, because if you don't let go, and ultimately you're holding on to something that you don't want. Love will keep you in the the center of abundance, and it will keep you in the center of beauty. You have to allow this to work. You have to allow this to work. You have to allow this to work. And so you have to let go of everything that would cause you to miss an opportunity to be loved and to experience love. The third thing that I want to talk about is letting in. So many people have been hurt that they have they have sealed their, their hearts off from beauty, from love and abundance. In in an effort to not get hurt again, 
they have actually isolated themselves from the very thing that will heal the wounds of the past hurts, and that's love. The very thing that you need to heal is love. And when you're you're not letting your heart stay open to it, you can't heal. You only get more of what you're already experiencing at that point. So letting love in, opening up your spirit, opening up your heart, because what ends up happening is, let me tell you this, and this, this is just being completely honest with you. If you are willing to open your heart up for beauty, for love, and abundance, it will freely flow through. It will freely ignite the things that you truly want. It will, it will freely empower your imagination. But if you don't, if you don't allow love in, if you keep your heart closed, you will get more of the nightmare. Tonight I come to end the nightmare. Tonight I come to speak life into your, your heart, to love again. Open your heart up to love again. Allow love into your heart. Allow the thing that, that animates life, that heals life, that makes life whole, and makes life worth living. Fill your heart. That any crack, any, any break, any tear in the heart, let love heal it tonight. Let love in, because I'm telling you, there's so many people out there right now who are hurting and they think that by not allowing themselves to be open to the ideology of love, that they they want to keep themselves safe from ever getting hurt again. And the reality of the matter is that, that they're only setting themselves up for more pain and more grief and more loss. Because if all you see all day is pain, grief, and loss, it will start to come out in your speech. Whatever you speak out of your mouth, you're going to see more of. Whatever you speak out of your mouth is going to start painting the visions that you see. It's going to paint your imagination because guess what? Faith comes by hearing. So whatever you're hearing becomes what gives you faith. If you're hearing by the word of God, and we know that scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're hearing things that God wants you to hear or that, that God, God has placed in this earth to empower you, then you can be empowered according to the way God has designed it for you. If you are listening to anything else, then you become empowered by whatever else you're listening to. So it is your choice. And in choosing, please open your heart because we need you to experience love. We need you to experience the beauty that this this universe has to offer you, the abundance that this universe has to offer you. Everything doesn't have to be a grind. Everything doesn't have to be a hustle. Everything doesn't have to be, you know, always fought for. In life, there will be some sweatless victories, but you have to open your heart to, to receive it. Because if you don't, you can miss out on some beautiful opportunities that can be sitting right in front of you. The person of your dreams, your soulmate, can be sitting right in front of you, but because you've been hurt before and you you know, you know don't want to experience that pain and that grief anymore, guess what? You can miss out on one of the most beautiful experiences of your life. Open your heart up to receive love again. Let love into your heart. So we talked about forgiveness. We talked about letting go, and we, we just talked about letting in. The fourth thing I want, I want to discuss tonight about love is helping others. It is something noble about helping your, your fellow man when they're in need. But it's also something noble about being in a position to fully assist someone who's activated their gifts, who's activated their imagination, who's activated their power to love. Now, 
in helping others. I, I, I will, I'm going to throw out the disclaimer right now. I'm going to throw out the disclaimer right now. I'm not suggesting that anybody becomes anybody else's doormat at all. Trust me on this one. I'm not suggesting that. In helping others, you want to also you also want to make sure that this is a, a system of reciprocity. You help people who are willing to help themselves. So, in essence, if somebody comes to you and, and you you have to do all the heavy lifting to help them, then that's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about helping others. I'm talking about putting yourself in position to help a person who who is a person of vision, who is a person of of destiny, who is a person who's who is actively moving towards life of their dreams to assist them and make making a few of those steps easier for them. At that point, you've sown a seed into a visionary. You've sown a seed into somebody that, that understands their purpose. And whatever seeds you sow in this universe, you're going to see a harvest. You're going to reap a harvest on it. You're going to reap a harvest on it. So with that in mind, you have to move forward. You have to move forward in, in being an assist, assistant to someone. You have to be willing to assist others because guess what? Whatever you do for others, God makes it happen for you. So if, as you move forward into your dreams, as you move forward into your goals, if, as you keep assistance, assistance will come back. It may sometimes seem like it doesn't. Trust me, I, I've been on that side of the road too. It seems like you've been given, you've been given, you've been given, you've been given, and it seems like nothing ever comes back. Well, even in those scenarios, don't take it as a loss. If you, some people in life are, are users and, and opportunists. They only come around for opportunities that, that will benefit them and in turn do nothing for you. Some people are like that. And what I say again, be no one's doormat. Stand up for what you believe. Stand up for who you are. Move forward in your dreams. Move forward in your goals. Move forward in your destiny. But helping other people reach their goals not only helps them reach their goals, but it helps you as well because it puts you in position to be able to receive the assistance that you need as well. So, we talked about forgiveness. We talked about letting go. We talked about letting in. We talked about helping others. The fifth thing, peace and harmony. Peace and harmony. Love, true love, creates peace. It creates harmony because it is the most high energy field. There's peace in the most high energy field. There's harmony in the most high energy field. In essence, there's order. Love should create order. Peace and harmony are a subset of order. A lot of people are seeing disarray in their lives, disarray in their marriages, and disarray in their relationships, disarray in their friendships because there's no order. People aren't following order anymore. People are, are we live in a microwave society where people decide today that they want something, they want it right now, and they're not willing to, to go through the process that's required to see it manifest. So people get irritated with, with other people real quickly. They get mad because this didn't happen, or they, they're upset because this person, you know, didn't give them what they wanted today. But life is a process. But it's a process based on order. Peace and harmony are birth in order. Therefore, you have to maintain order. Love should give you the insight to maintain order how to establish and maintain order. There shouldn't be strife in your house. There shouldn't be strife in your, with, your, with your children. There shouldn't be strife with your, your mate. Things should be peaceful. Things should be harmonious. When a person, when two people that love each other come into each other's presence, there shouldn't be any struggle or strife between the two of them. 
it should be it should be a time of renewal. It should be a time of, of excitement. It should be a time of enjoyment. It should be a time where people are excited and and, and, and inspired to do great things versus, you know, walking to the presence of someone that you wish you never had or you wish you could, could leave as soon as possible. The life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it. Peace and harmony are your birthright and your birth in order. Allow love to create order for you. So we talked about forgiveness. We talked about letting go. We talked about letting in. We talked about helping others. We talked about peace and harmony. The sixth thing is compassion. Compassion. Love, love is a compassionate energy. It's a, it's a, it, it allows for people, it, it allows understanding of, of another person's plight. Again, not saying to become a person's doorman, but it, it, it gives understanding. It, it allows itself to be willing to listen to another person's issue without judging them, without making them feel like less than human. Everybody's going through something, people. Everybody that you bump into right now, they're going through something. They're going through something heavy in many cases. And some people, let me just be honest with you, some people who, who you love as your friend, although they may want to be a good friend to you right now, they may not be able to, to be a good friend to you. Believe it or not, it happens. I know firsthand it happens. I, I have friends now who by all means of thinking their heart, I trust in their heart that their intention is well, but their actions are not congruent with the intention. For whatever reason, they're going through some stuff. And now, here's what compassion does. Compassion says, I'll pray for my friend because they need help. They need they need some support. They need and going going back to the title. You forgive them for the mistakes that may have caused you grief. That's an act of compassion. You let go of, of anything that they may have done that has caused you grief. Another act of compassion. You keep your heart open for for love to heal and repair that relationship. So you you allow love in. Another act of compassion. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. Helping other people, helping people that are going through something, you have to be careful when you, you help somebody who's going through something, that you don't get sucked into the, their game and get sucked into their world. You can't help a person in the picture. You've got to be outside looking at the frame to help a person. You can't get consumed by the thing that's consuming a, a friend. So you have to be on the outside. In essence, if I, I can't help you up if I'm down in the pit with you. So somebody's got to stay up. So your goal is, in, in that situation would be not to get caught up in the situation, but in having compassion for that person, you still try to find ways to help them up out of the rut they may be in without slipping and falling into the pit yourself. So also a part of compassion is this. Compassion says that I'm going to I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here for you. Like I said, I'm not going to be a doormat for you. I'm not going to be a pansy for you. I'm not going to be a punching bag for you. But when you need to step up, when you need to come up and come out, when you need prayer, I'm here for you. If you need somebody to tell you that they, to remind you how great you are, I'm here for you. 
But I will not be a doormat. I will not be a pansy for you. I will not be a punching bag. But I will be a support. That's compassion. That's compassion. The seventh thing. We talked about forgiveness, letting go, letting in, helping others, peace and harmony, and compassion. The seventh thing. Spiritual connectivity. Again, love is God. God is love. God is spirit. Which means love is a spiritual force. It's a spiritual force. And so we have to stay connected spiritually to God in order to be able to, to navigate through this beautiful experience, to be able to go places and do things that don't make sense to other people who are outside looking in, but who's not using spiritual logic. And one thing I will say is this, spiritual logic and scientific logic don't compete against each other. They actually prove each other. But that's another subject for another time. But in, in staying connected spiritually, what happens is that your your emotions get deactivated. Because emotionally, if, if somebody, if you're doing something for somebody and they don't respond, they don't, they don't reciprocate, eventually human nature is going to tell you, okay, i got to shut this down. I can't keep doing this. But spiritual connectivity will tell you exactly how to navigate relationships, how to navigate business deals, how to, how to navigate through anything you see, anything you may be going through. We must stay rooted and grounded spiritually in order to be able to move forward in our lives and in love. There's power that's generated through spiritual connectivity. There's, there's peace. There's a, certain, there's a certain peace that we can get only from spiritual connectivity. We, we do this via prayer. We do this via meditation. Prayer being placing the, the, uh, the request to God. And meditation is actually listening and, and staying in tune to hear what comes back, hear the answer that comes back. Spiritual connectivity will ignite your imagination. Spiritual connectivity will remove dangers and harms from your, your environment. It, it's sometimes as simple as, you know, that steel small voice or people say, I had a hunch. That's spiritual connectivity. And spiritual connectivity will, can, can and will save your life. It can and will save you heartache and pain. You, for instance, you may have a friend you're dealing with, again, going back to the compassion issue. You may have a friend that you're being compassionate towards. But, again, we don't want you to become a doormat. So spiritual connectivity shows you exactly how to navigate a situation so that you're not in a position to be abused. We don't want you to be abused. Love is not abusive. Love is kind. Love is wholesome. Love is, is, is beautiful. We're not going to ever advocate abuse. You hear me again? We are not going to ever advocate that you get misused and mistreated. But we're going to show you how to navigate properly through it. So spiritual connectivity, again, shows you how to navigate through any situation you may be facing. Eighth thing, you have to maintain an attitude of gratitude. You have to maintain an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude is a very strong factor in everything you do. Those who find ways to be thankful usually have more things to be thankful for. Those who complain usually have less than that. They have less things. The things, little things they do have, they end up losing those things. So the goal in love is to get thanks for love. Be thankful for the love that you do have. You, you may not have your soulmate in tow right now, 
but be thankful for the love that's, that's been permeating through your life already. Be thankful for the love of, of that, that God has shared towards you, the, the love you share with God, back and forth, or the love you share with your friends. And the more, the more gratitude you show, the more gratitude you express, the more the things you want feel welcome in your presence. Because like this, I personally don't like being in the presence of a complainer. It irritates me beyond measure. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's like dragging a piece of metal on, on concrete at 70 miles an hour. It's that irritating to me. But when I find people who are always finding a way to be grateful or always find a way to express gratitude, it makes me gravitate towards them. So here's how love is. Love wants to feel appreciated. So if there's somebody in your life right now who you love, you can probably find 20 things they do wrong right now, probably off the top of your head. But they only do one thing right. Focus on that one thing. Give props to that one thing. Make that one thing, play that one thing up. And keep playing that one thing up. And keep playing that one thing up until, guess what happens? Eventually, you'll start seeing a lot of those other things dissipate because that gratitude, that, that appreciation causes that one thing to become bigger than everything else. People need gratitude. We need, we need to feel appreciated. We need to feel, be around people who make us feel like there's something we can't do. Gratitude does that. And you got to be like this with yourself too. Now, I'm not. It's not just towards other people. This is love we're talking about. You have to love yourself. So you have to be. You have to give gratitude to yourself. You have to be thankful for the things that you are able to do. I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, body image, not how they don't like their body, how they don't like this particular piece of their body. They want to change this. They want to change that. When the reality of the matter is that God has made us all. We're all beautiful. Now, some people may have more aesthetic beauty than others, but beauty is also in the eye of the beholder. So just because I find a certain set of features attractive. Somebody else may not. So there's somebody out there who's going to love you as you are. And, it, and it's your responsibility to be grateful for what God has blessed you with and continue to show appreciation to it. And what you'll see is, and what you'll notice is that the things that matter most to you will become bigger and become more prevalent the more you show appreciation to them. So we'll go to the ninth thing. The ninth thing. This is really important. If people miss this, this is this is a, this is what creates the cycle of love: giving and receiving, giving and receiving. It's called reciprocity. Reciprocity is vital in love. Reciprocity, in essence, it creates a cycle. That's why you look at a wedding ring. It's a circle. It's not a square. It's a circle. The band meaning a continuous. A continuous bond, and it also represents reciprocity. Reciprocity is a cycle. You, when you give, you should expect to receive something back. And, and when you receive, you should expect to give something back because guess what? It keeps the cycle going. You want to keep the cycle going. You want to keep the cycle going. Love is like that. Love is, is, is that cycle. That's, the flow of love is, is, is about reciprocity. You can't hoard love. You have to give love and receive love. Give, receive, give, receive. So you have to reciprocate it. You have to be willing to 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 give. You have to be willing to sacrifice sometimes. You have to be willing to do things that may not you may not want to do today. And but knowing that somehow, some way that this this love that I'm giving, this this energy that I'm giving, 
will be will be returned to me. And most times when it comes back, it comes back in a more dynamic form. It comes back in a, in a richer, more abundant form. Therefore, you have to be in, keep in your mind that reciprocity is okay. Don't be a taker and don't just be a giver. Listen to me. Don't be a taker and don't just be a giver. Be a be one who gives and receives. Be one who who, who honors reciprocity. Reciprocity is the key to success in love and relationships. Where I can guarantee you, when you you see relationships breaking down, reciprocity broke down. Somebody stopped giving. Somebody stopped receiving. And both of those things are bad. Both of those things are, are toxic to love and love, love and loving relationships. The tenth thing, the tenth and final thing, the freedom to be yourself. Love and the, the love of, in, of, in a relationship, whatever the case may be, it opens the door for you to experience freedom, the freedom to be yourself. You should, be, you should not have to put on a mask or become something different to, and to lure or to attract people to love you. Like I said before, there's somebody who's going to love you as you are. You might be quirky. You might do zany things. You may tell stale jokes. And there's somebody who who is going to love you as you are. Love gives you the freedom to be everything you've been called to be. You are okay as you are. Now, we all need improvement. We all need to improve on certain things. But to think that that you are so flawed that you can't receive love is not it's not one of them. You are worthy of love. Before I get out of here, I want to say this. I want to pray this prayer for each and every one of us. It's a confession that I pray out every day over my life, several times a day. And it's just something that, that you can say real quickly. And here it is. Thank, I, I say this every day. And before I go out and do anything, I say, thank you, Lord, that your divine love firmly seats itself into my heart, creates an airtight seal with my soul, and frees my entire experience. Always. People, that's my prayer for you, that you experience beauty, love, and abundance, in abundance. You know, we say like this, the life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it. I want you to experience and, and, and enjoy the fullness of love and life in every capacity, in romance, in friendship, in business, in, in being a great parent. I want you to experience beauty Love and abundance and abundance always. That's that is my prayer for you. That's my confession for you. That's what that's what I want to see you do. Because it's good for you. It's good for you. Love is good for you, people. Love is really good for you, people. And I pray that everybody out there that you open your heart up to receive what we talked about tonight because it's for you. So, with that in mind, people, I gotta get out of here. But before I go, I want you to remember this. I want you to go and download the Miles Miller Motivation app. You can download it at all your app stores. Uh, whether you have a BlackBerry, an Android, an iPhone, or iPad, or uh, even iPod, you can download it. Um, also, check out my Wednesday night show, The Miles W. Miller Show, every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Impact Radio Network. You can go there by going to www.watchimpact.com and click on the radio tab. And with all that said and all that said, I'll leave you with this. My motto and my mantra, my mantra and my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next week.